Hello, this is a prepaid call from Joe. Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. And I'm your co-host, Anais Lucia. And today, the topic is about making amends and how it means more than just saying, I'm sorry. So, Joe, uh, you know, what happened to you to help you, or just what happened in general to help you understand this process? Okay, before I get to that, I'm going to uh, read something, add something to the topic, and uh, then we're going to go straight to that, and I'm going to answer that question, right? Okay. And here we go. Okay. Most people in jail or prison that apologize to the victims or feel remorse for their crimes, they go on to commit more crimes. After living with those people and being one of those people for over 30 years now, I've come to understand the difference between apologizing or feeling remorse and making amends to your victims. For years, I shared my story of remorse for my crimes with others in prison, sending the wrong message that you can be sorry for that crime or continue to be a criminal. A person that apologizes or feels remorse to their victims may truly feel regret for the mistakes they made and the pain they caused. However, that feeling of regret falls short of changing the behavior of the offender. More often than not, they continue to commit crimes of a, of a similar nature or different against other people as if the preceding offense never happened. Apologizing to your neighbor for robbing their house and going on to become a drug dealer only serves to reoffend the person that you robbed. I know you're scratching your head saying that one crime has nothing to do with the other. Well, actually they do. A true apology implies that you understand the pain caused to another human being by the offense committed towards them. To rationalize that a crime of robbery towards one person and selling drugs in your community has nothing to do with each other is to miss the point of an apology. Understanding and acting on the fullness of an apology requires you to make amends. Making amends requires you to change. Changing the way you think, live, and act. In doing so, your apology takes on more meaning. To do otherwise, which most people do, is not to fully understand the pain that is caused to victims by our actions. We've all, <clears throat> we've all been guilty of this misunderstanding and have continued to live a criminal lifestyle. It's time for us to really examine what it means to apologize but not make amends. And what happened to me to help me understand this process was I, for years, I, I, after my revelation and understanding of the pain that I caused my victim's family, I, for years, continued to do all kinds of stuff in prison, you know, selling drugs, everything. Mm-hmm. Just, you name it, I did just about, okay? Mm-hmm. Just about. And it was one day I was talking to, I can't remember how I came to be talking to uh, this lady, but she's, she's a victim's advocate. And, uh, oh yeah, I was preparing my website. I, I got a website called the, the Apology Project. And when I was doing that, preparing that, I was talking to her because I didn't want to do anything to reoffend my victims by putting up, you know, the apology and other inmates' apologies on the site. Mm-hmm. So she told me that, you know, if you truly are remorseful for what you did and changed your life, she said, you'll change your life in every way. You'll leave criminal stuff alone, right? And, you know, I listened to her, but I I really, really, really didn't receive what she was saying until years later. I just didn't understand what she meant by, you know, you got to straighten up because if you're doing these other things, then you're still offending your victims. 
because you're creating more victims. The one thing that most victims say they don't want, they say that they don't want anybody else to go through what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't want, when they say they don't want anybody else to go through what they went through, it can be in different ways. You know, you can make somebody suffer by selling drugs, right? You get a, a mother gets addicted to drugs, the child suffers. The mother suffers too, but the child suffers. That pain is real, right? And you break into somebody's house and rob them, kill them, rape them. All that, that pain is real and it lasts. So if you are truly remorseful, truly sorry for what you've done in one regard, then you wouldn't want to create that pain in any other kind of way towards anybody else. And that's what happened to me, and that's what helped me start to understand that process. Okay, wow. And do you think about your victims and their families every day? I do. Mm -hmm. I think about them every single day. Every single day. And I I pray that uh, their lives are and happy as they can be uh, but I do I think about them every day and that's one of the things that um, actually motivates me I don't want to say anything that could be construed as disrespectful or uh, not sensitive to uh, them but uh, I strive every day to, to do two things one is to maintain my relationship with the most high two is to not do anything that would make my victims feel like uh, I'm continuing to live a life that would uh, make them believe that I'm not different, that I haven't changed. I just don't want to live like that. So, you know, in that, yes, I think about them every single day, every day. And do you feel like the fact that you, like, think about them, you know, every day, do you feel like that has some kind of effect on how you just, like, live your life in general? And Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it does. It does. It has an effect on me because I don't. Again, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want what I did to be. It, I caused enough pain mm-hmm. to, to to their family and mine, and and I don't want to do anything that will continue to make them or my family feel like uh, he hasn't learned. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it. You know. I, I, I don't know if what I'm about to say is the right thing to say. But I don't want anybody to believe that, because it's not true, I don't want anybody to believe that I have not changed, because I have. Mm-hmm. And in, in thinking about them and thinking about how my family perceives me, uh, it, it does have an effect on me. And uh, I wish that, you know, more people would understand, you know, where I'm coming from with that, but uh, I don't want what I did what I caused, the pain I caused, I don't want that to be in vain. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, think about that. You know, you commit crimes like I did, you know, just the worst thing in my mind that you could do, you know, and you just go on to continue to be a monster. I just think that's a waste. I mean, um, you, I've done enough damage. I've done, I've caused enough pain, and I, and I just don't think that anybody that, uh, been what been through what I've been through, caused what I caused, uh, should want to continue to live like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't mean um, 
that you get to do other things, you know, that cause pain. You're just not doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be doing anything that's going to be causing pain. Mm-hmm. You ha- at some point, you have to wake up and get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, thinking about them always has an effect on me. No doubt. That's a good question. <laughs> and what are the steps that you take to make amends for your wrongdoings? Okay. There it is, right there. That's the question. <laughs> I do five things. I do five things. And the first one is that um, in everything, you know, I ask God to forgive me. You know, and that's the, the main thing that you have to do, you know. If your goal is to truly make amends uh, for your behavior, you must, you must ask God to forgive you. That by doing so, you know, when you acknowledge that uh, you have to ask God for forgiveness, it opens you up. You know, it opened me up, you know, into a, the type of love that only God can give. And it's through that love that you find the strength to change, you know. Um, and that's number one. The, fr- the second thing is, uh, you know, stop participating in illegal and immoral activities immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, making amends requires you to uh, shift and change your action, you know, learning to live, like, you know, a law-abiding and more, more life. You know, you got you, you have to do it. You have to do it. You got to just stop participating in that because the longer you participate in that, the longer you're going to be in that darkness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the third thing that uh, I do is uh, I don't participate in conversations about criminal activities. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, let me, let me explain that. That doesn't mean I don't talk about what I've done. Let, let me explain that a little bit. You know, uh, in, in here particularly, and in the criminal world, you know, most of the conversations, they surround criminal activities, right? So, you know, changing your conversation, no matter what, you know, no matter who initiates it, you know, whether it be family, friends, or people that you meet in here, that kind of pushes you away from that. And, and what I mean, what I mean by that, to push you away from that, when you're not engaging in those conversations, except for, except for to deter, which is the next step, except for to deter people, you know, people will start to wonder, you know, what I'm saying, who is this person? And you get to redefine yourself in in the way that you want to be seen, and and it has to be genuine. It can't be phony and fake because people will see that. Mm-hmm. I've learned in here when. Don't get me wrong, I'm no saint, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and every now and then I slip. And that's just the human side of me, you know what I mean? But people in here watch. They watch me. They watch me. So whenever, some of them root for my downfall, others are glad to see, you know, that I've changed my life. Mm-hmm. But still, they watch. And if I do anything that does not match up with what I profess to be, and who I profess to be, it's always somebody there to point that out. And they may not point that out to me, but they point that out to somebody else that may be watching me that may want to walk away from their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to be always on point and not not be involved in those activities, right? And don't glorify. The next step is don't glorify the criminal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the criminal lifestyle. Yeah, glorifying the criminal lifestyle can send the wrong message to someone that's listening. You know, we'll be sitting around in here, you know, back in the day sometimes talking about, yeah, man, I, I remember when I had to go down I-95 and pick up the four keys, this, this, and that, and you're laughing and you're joking and kicking and talking about all the money you're going to make and 
what you're going to do with it. No, you don't do that. Because somebody could be listening to you, somebody that's young and impressionable, they could be listening to you and they'll think that that's cool to do. You know, so you don't want to do that. You know, I have a hard time uh, getting people to understand that because that's how a lot of people in here know. And they don't have the space or the, the opportunity to create new memories. You know what I'm saying? New experiences because they're in here. You know, they don't believe they do anyway, but you can. But they don't believe they do. So, and then like I say, the last thing, the fifth thing that I do is when I, whenever I do share my story of change with others, I do it to deter criminal behavior. I always come back around and say that this is not the route you want to take. Whatever story I'm telling, I make sure to let them know that this is not the route that you want to take to achieve success in your life because it's not the type of success that breeds joy, you know? It's always going to be something that makes you feel a certain way about what you did and you're not going to be proud about it. You can, you can fake that you're proud about it, but you won't be proud about it. And that's the problem with a lot of those times that people live here and out there too, uh, when they share their stories, they share those stories in a way that glorifies them. And I just don't agree with that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So those are the five things that I do to to make amends. You know, it's a process. It's, and, it, and it's something that I do on a daily basis. I get it right half the time and then half the time I don't. But when I don't get it right, you know, I always, when I do recognize that I don't get it right, I always go back and I correct it. You know what I'm saying? And if I, if I messed up in front of the crowd, check, trust and believe. I go back and I correct it in front of that crowd. I don't pull the person to the side in private mm -hmm. to correct it because if I want to boast about something with an audience, I'm going to correct it in front of that same audience. If I got to go around and say, come here, you come here, you come here, you come here. I need all of y'all to come back out back. We were back here the other day and I said this and that was wrong for me to say. And I want to apologize to each and every one of you for saying that. And then most of the time they're looking at me like, oh, here go Joe again. He's on one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they say he wants to get on his soapbox and start preaching and all this and everybody. You know, but that's that's what I do. That's how that's the process for me of making amends, you know. Okay. And why do you think it's important to try to make amends? Well, because it's an acknowledgement of what you did. It's an acknowledgement of what you did in every way. And that's why it's important. Um you cannot, I don't see how you can move forward. Mm. I just don't see how you can move forward in a productive way, in a lasting way, if you don't acknowledge what you did. You know, it might take some time. Uh, sometimes people have a hard time acknowledging the pain that they cause other people. I've had many experiences in that, you know, and it hurts sometimes. It hurts because you don't want the other person that you that you offended to think that you're weak or you're not able, you're not capable. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want it. You don't want your family members to believe that you could be this type of monster, or you know what I'm saying. You just don't want that, and it's hard. It's hard to do, but it's important to do. It's important to do because it, it, I think it builds character. Mm. I think it builds character. It's something to be said for a person that is willing to say, "Okay, I messed up. I messed up, and I'm sorry for that." It's, 
yeah. it says a lot. It says a lot about the person. And then you just move on. You don't you don't hold it against now I'm gonna say this, you know, and before before we end this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we don't create that space for people to be feel comfortable so that, so that they can say that they're sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing too, you know. Uh, more than me in addition to me rather, uh being real quick to want to make amends for anything that I've done in the past and the present. I'm also one of those individuals that I, I want to be always open to allow somebody that may, that believes that they may have offended me. I want them to always know that they can come to me and it's going to be safe. It's not going to be a situation where I'm going to ridicule them or talk down to them or, or not accept their apology. You know, and, and, and that's important. Because there's two sides to giving and receiving an apology. It is it is the most powerful thing that you can receive an apology in the right way, and that, and that's something that I want to talk about one day. Maybe not today, but I want to talk about more about you know the the proper way to receive an apology mm. because I think that's important too. Yeah, know? definitely. So that would be a good uh, topic for a future episode. Yeah, we can talk about that one day. You know, and. Uh, but again, like I say, um, if you don't have any more questions, um, well, do you have any more questions? Uh, yeah, I think that's about it, unless you have anything else. No, okay, then that's good. That's, that's what's up. Again, like I do always, I want to say to everybody that's listening that if you like the episode, subscribe, share it, listen to it. Uh, send us a message. Tell us what you think about it. You know what I mean? And if you really like it, click that donation button. I always ask, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be bashful no more. Come on with it, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate everybody. And again, like always, Anna East, I appreciate you being my co-host. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for using GTL.